Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Between a full-time job in IT and a full-time job in podcasting, it gets harder and harder to sit down and read the books I'm interested in. This is where Audible comes in. I can listen on my daily commute, relaxing, or while out running errands and still get in the books I've been wanting to get into. You can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere. The app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. Now you can try Audible risk-free with a special 30-day free trial by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash nerdery and murdery. That's audibletrial.com forward slash nerdery and murdery. Don't let your busy life get in the way of that great book you've been wanting to read. Go get your free trial of Audible today. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. This is Jeffrey, and we've talked about many times before that I experience problems and struggles with my mental health. And really, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy does work. It's helped for me. But but what is is therapy exactly? It's it's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships at work or you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's really time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles. And, and it's time to start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And there's a special offer to Nerdery and Murdery listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash nerderyandmurdery. That's betterhelp.com forward slash nerderyandmurdery. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. You're listening to the sweet and sensual sounds of Nerdery and Murdery. Seriously, you're an idiot. certain by the end of this day I'm going to be killing somebody. <laughs> Probably you. I did what now? <laughs> Welcome to episode 13 of Nerdery and Murdery. 13! Uh, what is the Latin of it? The Triska Deca something something something? Uh, I don't know. At <laughs> 2 Triska Decaphobia I think is... Oh yeah, I Fear of 13. Fear yeah. of 13. So yes. it's got to be something like yes. that. Yes. So this episode it's comes scary. out... <laughs> 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 yeah. 
You're such an idiot. <laughs> that should be an opening. <laughs> oh, God. I'm telling you, there's going to be murder before the end of this day. What is this? Um, uh-oh, we have gift. What? Oh! Oh, my oh, God! It's a t-shirt that says, Zig with your nerdery. I have Jeffrey with your murdery, and it has a butcher knife on it's it. It's got glasses! <laughs> oh, well, this is awesome. Oh, oh. Oh, I love it. You need to put that camera down. You need oh, to put I'm... that camera down right now. <laughs> you need to put that camera down oh. right now. Oh, this is great. I love this. Right now. That camera needs to go down. He wants to hug you. Yeah. Big kiss. He's good. He wants to kiss you, and he wants to hug you. Oh, that's so great. That's neat. <laughs> you should see his face. Oh, I love that. You spelled my name wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, oh that's awesome. That me up. Oh, that's great. I, I, I think I will put that on on the next episode. I'm yeah. not going to go through a wardrobe change now. Yeah. That's great. Thank you, Will. Thank you. That's why he's asking about our size. You're a beautiful man. Isn't he? You're a beautiful man. Yes. And tasty. Like steak. <laughs> With potatoes. Maybe a side of asparagus. Every episode, he wants to eat you. <laughs> oh, that's really, really cool. I'm, so I'm very sweet. surprised. I'm that's, touched. That is neat. Verklempt. Actually, have tears in my eyes. That Me was, too. That was pretty cool. Just, what a great producer. He was, uh, man, he was waiting until we got started to, to give this to us. You know what? He's safe from me murdering him today. Well, okay. He's, you're safe. That's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> As he takes a drink. I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this comes out August 29th. So, happy birthday, Zig. Thank you. I will be out. 48 nice. on that birthday. Is that right? Yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so old, I have to do the math now. <laughs> I don't even think about it anymore. Um, yeah, so this comes out on the 29th. It also happens to be the day I'm flying back from Vegas. Hey, we've all lost Vegas. Yep. Yep. Not going to Phoenix like I thought. I'm just going straight to Vegas. Okay. Because uh, uh, Miranda got a job. What's she doing? She is working for a stagehand company or a staging company as a stagehand. So oh, I thought that was really cool. Well, now. Yeah, I mean, those are good people. Well, and that's in her. I think I just hit the mic too. Um, that's in her, you know, in her field and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. So that's really, really cool. Good, good, good. good. So well, she's, now, not, she's not driving back. She's going to fly back in about a week and be here for a little while. And then right on. I'll fly out there for her 21st. Right on. And she's going to do the stagehand. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's, yep. That's a good, that is a good group of people to, uh, to be around yeah. um an odd bunch but a really really good bunch yeah yeah I, i'm excited to hear the tales of that uh today as we record this is also the official release day of our first episode we're on air <laughs> we're out there for the world we've already got a few downloads this morning and, nice um you know, so I'm I'm really I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm nervous mm-hmm. and I'm excited. I, I, I'm really hoping to hear people yeah. people's thoughts on it. Yeah, well, I want to hear I want to hear some feedback. You know, yeah. And now that we're good out, and bad, I, I, I want to hear. it Oh, all. sure. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear all of it. Um, you know, we're we're trying to do this to be entertaining. So yes. we want to we want to make sure we are entertaining for people. And um, 
you know, as we go through this, hopefully people will comment on subjects they want to hear too. Because yes. I think that'll be very interesting. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, but yeah, so so it's pretty cool. So we're out there on uh, you know six various podcast platforms, pretty yeah. much the majors that are out there, which I thought is really cool. Yeah, and you can hit us from our website too, which has got the nice links and the yes. pictures and stuff. Well, and it has the episode there. Yeah, yeah, yeah the links. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is also your daughter Chloe's birthday. Today is officially my middle child Chloe's birthday. Outstanding. Chloe is 17 years old today. Wow. As a matter of fact, to cover some nerdery, yesterday, Chloe, uh, William, uh, Randy, and uh, Ashley's uh-huh. son, the other William, <laughs> uh, went to Tornado Terry's. And oh, I cool. do have a couple of pictures I want to load for the pinball episode. That's Just, really cool. Yeah, we had a good time. Um, Four hours. D Day is seventeen years old. D Day is seventeen years. We called her D Day because she was born on June sixth. D Day. D Day. -Day. Right. Yep. So that's really really cool. Seventeen. Wow. I know. Yeah. (laughs) We're old. Wow. Yes. (laughs) Yes, we are. You know, we both have adult children, Mm -hmm. and we've got an almost another adult child, Mm and yeah, we're 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 pretty old. So great. Good. 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 Um. Anything new going on in your life? No, no. Of course, you know, the, the job's going really well. I'm enjoying it. Uh, uh, my boss already said he appreciates me, so that's Good nice. deal. And, you know, I, I'm curious to hear about uh, Will's uh, new turn as uh, uh, DBA, right? I know he's been busy. Has he been busy? Are you Tell busy? You he's nodding his head, yes. Yeah, he's nodding his head. Yes. He's been busy. Really busy. Yeah. I think busier than he expected to be. <laughs> well, <laughs> big nod. It doesn't help that uh, you know. Pretty much right after he started, the person who was training him left for vacation and left uh, him on his own. Yay! So. <laughs> Poor William. <laughs> Finger guns. So, so lots of good stuff for today. Um, again, episode thirteen and. I don't have anything really else, so if we want to get into the nerdery sure. side of things. Well, I am Zig with your nerdery, if I hadn't said so. Oh, crap. <laughs> and I'm Jeffrey with your murdery. Wow. I... <laughs> That's okay. Hey, we got we got ambushed with t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> kind of threw us off our game a little yes. bit. So. <laughs> but they're so cool. <laughs> Episode 13, and we're still learning to do this stuff. That's okay. <laughs> I, I think this is comedy gold. Speaking of comedy gold, today we are going to discuss... Farces, awesome, and Love them. specifically Love them. The Hangover because you know we we've seen it multiple times together. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, farce is a type of comedy. I love farce. It's, I do too. It's some of my favorite. Um, farce is a comedy that seeks to entertain the audience through situations that are highly exaggerated. Is one of the things they were saying: extravagant, ridiculous, absurd, and improbable. Uh, farce is usually characterized by heavy use of physical humor. Um, deliberate absurdity or nonsense, satire, parody, and a mockery of real life situations. So basically, it's a it's a situation that would be a normal situation, and it just gets blown all out of proportion. What's funny about this is knowing the various farces that you and I are familiar with that are mm-hmm. out there. There are going to be so many of these that Will has never seen. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Quite a few. I've mentioned them to him. You know, he's got this growing list of movies that that he needs to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, So they're, you know. Okay, I'm going to give you a little one that's got a hometown boy in it. It's called Screwball Hotel. You need to go check it out. I don't even, I haven't even seen that one. Screwball Hotel. Okay, so Screwballs, which I know. Bill Paxton? 
I assume? No, 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 no. no. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Charles Ballinger, huh. who was uh, actually one of my mentors. Uh, he was the artistic director at, at Cosmiana for 25 years. Huh. And uh, he just he decided to go do this movie. And I think that's basically what he did toward the end of his career. Never heard of it. Um, he, he plays the bad guy. And he's so funny. It's what he's really great about that. Like he just they would cast him in roles um, that they needed to fill like a butler or a because he has that face, right. you know, the kind of a. I don't know how to say it. Kind of a stick in the mud face. The dude's not. Okay. All right. <laughs> he's he's wild and crazy, but he has that stick in the mud kind of, you know, authoritarian face. And uh he plays it so well and just would oh, he he anytime he would walk on stage, he would just he would elevate everything going on. Usually in a comedic way. I'll have to look it up. But like yeah, said, it's called not, Screwball Hotel. I'm familiar with it. You really need to see it. He plays okay. the bad guy in it and he is so good. Um so yeah, but it's basically they'll take a regular situation and and blow it out of proportion. A lot of these farces that we saw back in the eighties that were straight to video, or before that they went to drive-ins. Right. A lot of these things. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds is a farce. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, you know, of course, The Hangover, which we're probably going right. to get into. Um, usually a bit of miscommunication, uh, ludicrous, uh, and improbable and exaggerated characters and broadly stylized performances. So you want, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to be doing, um, you don't want to be doing uh, Death of a Salesman up there, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you want to scale it back a bit. Um, the term farce is, is, uh, comes from French and Latin. It's really, really old. It's actually where Latin becomes French. Uh, it means stuffing. So what they would do is they would do a religious play, uh, and then they would throw some comedy in the middle to kind of wake people up. That's why, where the word farce comes from. Um, medieval religious dramas, uh, and they they stopped doing them as comical interludes during the 15th and the 16th uh, centuries. Uh, they, that's when they just started making them as just shows on their own, full comedies, yes, right? Right, yeah, full on right. comedies. Uh, they're usually they're usually short because you know you can't you could do a farce for three hours. No, although uh, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, uh, both the play and the movie, which are both great. Those are pretty long. A total farce. But right. But, but normally, they're no, yeah. normally they're not. No, no, no. I, no hour hour and, a half. and a half. Yeah. Two hours maximum. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. Tops. Um, in like Mel Brooks, everything Mel Brooks has ever done has been a farce. Oh yeah. And I've, and I love almost all of Mel Brooks. There's some, I don't, um, I didn't like Dracula dead and loving it. I, I was not a fan, but I'm not a big fan of Leslie Nielsen either. Um, yeah, that I one, like him. That one was okay. Um, the one I'm thinking of is, of course, Mel Brooks was the star, mm-hmm. and it had Leslie Ann Warren in it. Which Life I stinks. Love her. Life stinks. That is a terrible movie. Yeah, I'm not a big fan it's of Life. Awful. I, I actually saw that one in the movie theaters yeah. uh, on a. 50 cent double feature day and it wasn't worth my 50 cents. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, I have never walked out of a movie. Not once in my life. I have. Um, I actually walked out of 
So my friend Michelle and I went to go see a movie that she was interested in, and it was uh, uh, Judd Nelson, mm-hmm. Relentless. Oh, I liked Relentless. Walked out of it. I really like Relentless. Walked out of it and walked right next door to watch Batman, which is what I wanted to watch in the first place. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> okay. That I get. Right. So I, I walked out of that. But other than that, now nah, generally not. I'll, I'll I generally yeah. stick with it. Um, but yeah, Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks had some great, great movies. Strangely enough, do you want to know the one that I'm really not a fan of? Spaceballs. Really? Not a fan of Spaceballs. Really? Uh, man. I, I, I just I, wasn't. I, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it, I, I don't know if it offends my Star Wars fandom oh, or okay. or what. I mean, I appreciate the humor in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not a fan of Spaceballs. Um, History of the World Part One. Oh my God, I laugh to this day yeah. when I see it. I can watch it over and the over. The insanely inappropriate in today's world, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles, which was co-written by Richard Pryor originally. Yes. Um, you it, know, so I, I, I general in general, in general, I generally in general I like Mel Brooks. There's just been some that mm-hmm. I just eh, not so much. Well, and uh, some of his more serious stuff, like the Twelve Chairs, mm-hmm. that's a serious, serious subject, and and yet he does it so well in with comedy. Um, to be or not to be is one of my favorite shows. Yeah, that he did. Um, I don't think he. he I, I, I he just wrote it. I don't think he directed or produced it. I don't remember to be honest. And it was really, really good. If, if yeah, if you guys are out there, go check out to be. You probably haven't seen it. Uh, to be or not to be, uh, it's about a theater owner in Poland right after the Germans take over. Right. Really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Mel Brooks is Mel Brooks is a classic. Yeah. On yeah. the farce, love that guy. Um, the airplane movies. Oh yeah, yeah. The Zucker uh, Brothers. Yeah, yes. those guys are funny. Uh, the the early. Um, Steve Martin movies. Oh yeah, the jerk. Oh gosh, yes. Oh god, it's so funny. The, the jerk, man with, the two, man brains. with two brains. I love the man with two brains. Oh uh, god, what was the one that was in black and white that he used old movies? Dead men don't wear plaid. Dead men don't wear one plaid. One of my favorite movies. It is so good. You know what? And you're the only. You and Don are the only other people I know that know that movie. I don't know why because it's it's a great movie, dude. It was on HBO in the early eighties, oh, yeah. all the time. So, I would go over to my dad's house and be like, "Oh hey, yeah, that man don't wear plaids on." Yeah, I watched it all the time. Mm-hmm. It was it was a brilliant splicing of old movies mm-hmm. to make a new story, and was just so funny. Really, really funny. Um, you know, Steve, Steve Martin is one of my very favorite, well, I mean, he's, favorite comedians he's, and actors. He's yeah, he's really, really good at. He's really good across the board. You oh know yeah, I mean? you know he's 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 he can be broad and funny, but he can also be quiet and serious. And I I love that when someone can do that. Like, oh sure, uh, uh, what was the uh, leap of faith? Mm-hmm. I love that movie, and he that's completely serious. Um, his very first serious role was Pennies from Heaven, which I hated. Oh, I hated I loved it. Pennies from I hated it. Couldn't loved stand it. Loved Pennies from Heaven. Yeah, I didn't even finish it. I didn't. Really, like, I hated it so bad. Yeah, that's not a fan of Pennies from Heaven, but pretty much anything else he's in. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, you kind of dig. I'll, yeah, I dig it. I mean, even his serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just I, I appreciate his acting chops. Yeah, he is really really good. Oh yeah, I love uh, you know I love how 
when you see him in live shows, he acts like he is just so full of himself and everything. Yeah. I, I just... It's, yep. He is. He is not. No, he is no, not. That's, he, he is a. He is a very astutious person. For yes. I've seen. Yeah. So. So that's a great one. So sorry. Yeah, I, no, no, no. That this is exactly what I wanted. I'm basically done with my farce notes. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about farce in general, and then I wanted to talk about farces with you because there's some stuff that you know what maybe maybe I was unaware of. I know that like Screwball Hotel, Screwballs, um, some of those. Uh, hot dog the movie mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> they're well, they're ridiculous but they're so much fun the um oh savage steve holland movies uh oh better, better off, off dead, dead one crazy summer yeah uh those are oh how i got into college yes yeah yeah well you know but in better off dead and one crazy summer i mean john cusack comedian role I, oh my god yeah just amazing uh, plays better. the everyman with such with such quiet fervor. Yes. And I love that. I love I love him better off dead that um what's his name? David Ogden Steers mm-hmm. was his dad. You know, <laughs> after I've watched him for years in MASH. Yeah. Uh to see him as his dad. I, that that was He's a really been sitting good sitting in a cocoon on my front lawn. Well, so you know, the 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 nineteen seventies and the early 80s had a lot of farces. Like I said, mm-hmm. Airplane. You've got Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. You've got... Oh, I didn't even think about Caddyshack. Right. Thank you. Caddyshack. Meatballs. Um, yeah, Meatballs was great. Right. The you know the, the Airplane movies, like I said. Um, Hot Shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Hot Shots was 90s, I think, or late 80s. It late was, 80s, early 90s. Who's parroting Top Gun and, yeah. and all the war movies. Um, but before that... Um, uh, Oh, top gosh. secret, top secret. Thank you. Top secret, weird science. Oh, God, uh, weird science. You know, that, that was really kind of, to me, that was kind of a golden age for farces. Yes. Yeah, I uh, agree. I agree. And there were a lot of them. Again, a lot of them went direct to video, but there were quite a few that made it to the theaters. Like, yeah. Everyone you mentioned was a fairly popular film. Right. Um, it kind of, I think it started kind of to dwindle down in the late eighties. Yeah. Um, you know, you still had all the uh, Ferris Bueller, uh, John, uh, John, the director, John Hughes, John Hughes uh, his movies. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just started dwindling off a little bit. And yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious about that as I think about that as the to the why. Well, John Hughes passed away. Well, very, I know John Hughes young. did, but, but they, you know, there were still writers and directors out yeah. there. Um, I, 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 society will go through a, a, a term where they will get really, really in love and involved with a type of, a type of film or a type sure. of idea. And that's what they go with for 10, 12 years. And then, and then it wanes and they go with something else. But it, it honestly, they're, they're all recycled ideas, you know? Sure. There are only three stories in the world. Yeah. Well, and there were still some farce movies that came out in the, Mid nineties, yeah. uh, Loaded Weapon One yes. is, is one that I. It's silly. Well, I mean, if you think it. about it, all of Kevin Smith's stuff is farce too. Yes, yes, and I love Kevin Smith. But I think farce picked back up with The Hangover. Oh, definitely. I think that picked the genre because we've had more of them. Yes, since yes, um, that you know, The Hangover. That was uh, we talked about it. I think we talked about it an episode before mm-hmm. the the first guys weekend we had. Yes, 
was we went to watch The Hangover. Mm-hmm. Went to watch The Hangover, then did a little bar hopping for a mm-hmm. while, just for you know old yeah. times' sake. And then came back and gamed. Yeah, did we? Yeah, yeah. We played. Uh, I don't know. We played Car Wars. We, oh yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, but um, matter of fact, I think no, it wasn't that weekend where you guys creamed me in. No, 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 that no was it wasn't that later, weekend. Yeah. That was an actual geek gaming guys weekend. Yep. But The Hangover was the first one in a very, very long time that, okay, let me, let, me, let me back up just a little bit. There are, to me, two types of comedies. Mm-hmm. There are comedies that are like, oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. And there are comedies that are tears in your eyes need to pee on yourself. Mm-hmm. Laugh out loud yes. comedies. Because there, there literally are. There are some that they're really funny, mm-hmm. but I'm not laughing out loud. The Hangover, I laughed out loud constantly throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Absolutely throughout the whole movie. Ed Helms singing. Oh, Uh, all the Ed Helms songs are so funny. The whole movie was brilliant Mm -hmm. from start to finish. I mean, it was a it was a mystery. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a comedy, and it was a you know it was a it was a buddy movie. It was a road movie. Yes, you know, kind of kind of really. Brought all these different genres into one very brilliant movie. Yeah. Then they came out with two, mm-hmm. which was funny. Yes. It had some laugh out loud moments, yes. but not as good as one. Yeah. Three, they mailed it in. Yeah. I, I, that was th- a cash grab. Yeah. Three is three was almost unwatchable for me. I, I've watched it once. I've never gone back. Um, two, I'll watch if it's on. Mm-hmm. Um, just for just to you know, but I can move on from two. Yeah, one one is one I think might be in a stop down movie. For, you know the oh, yeah. the type of movies like Shawshank where Redemption. yeah Shawshank is a stop down. Whenever you're flipping through the channels and that movie is on, no matter where it is in the movie, you are going to stop right there and you're going to watch. It. Shawshank is one of those for me. Hangover is mm-hmm. another one. Uh, Wedding Crashers is another one for me. Also a farce. Yeah. Uh, the God Todd. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, and there's another guy who does a lot of those those buddy comedies. Um, I'd have to look it up. Oh, Todd Phillips is the one that yeah I know off off the top of my head. Todd, oh. um, and old school. Mm-hmm. Those are those are Hangover, Wedding Crashers, old school. Those are three comedies that I will stop and watch yeah. no matter what. If I'm uh, granted, I don't flip through channels much anymore. Yeah. But but when I did, those mm-hmm. were those were those were stop downs for me because they they tickle me. Mm-hmm. You know, they they're funny. They're very funny, and they they kind of they any of those three movies could pull me out of a funk mm-hmm. because they're funny every time I watch it. And I think that's the sign of a really good farce. Yeah, is it funny every time, every time you watch it? Yeah, if it's funny the first time, okay, it did its job. If it's funny the second time you see it, it really did its job. If it, if you keep watching it and you find something funny about it, yeah, they have really, really hit the mark. Well, and that's what I appreciated about the airplane movies. Mm-hmm. Not only do I laugh every time, but and, and and to I mean, for this happened for years. Every time I watched it. I saw something new. Something new. Because, because they were they, throwing so much at you. Oh, gosh. They were shit in the background. Uh-huh. And, and, it, and it was little comedy bits you're seeing yeah. that, that that you might not have paid attention to because you're paying attention to the to the, you yeah, know, the, the, main front, story. the main story. Yeah, the stuff going on in the background is really, really funny. Yes. 
And, you know, they did that through two. I mean, granted, Airplane 2 was not as good as one, but it still did the same thing. It has all this background stuff. That, that it's just new every time. And yeah. that's, that's why I appreciated that one. Um, you know, any, any of those by, by that group yeah. that did those the kind of brothers. Yeah. The top, top secret. There was always stuff in the background and, and, and hot shots did that and hot shots part do, part do, do whatever. Yeah. And what's great about those guys is, is not only is the film funny, watch the credits, just watch them. Oh gosh, yes. There's yes. hidden gems in the credits yes. too. Uh, I think in Hot Shots there was a recipe for brownies, just right in the middle of it, for no reason, just to be funny. I remember in uh, in Airplane, one of the ones that always stuck out for me for years is they go by and there and there's the 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 credit for gaffer, mm-hmm. and it immediately said, "What's a gaffer?" You know, in the credits, <laughs> um, and then there was best boy, best girl. Best dad. You know, I mean, there was stuff just like that in the credits that were hysterical to watch. Um, you know what? When we were setting up the microphones, you know what we were? Gaffers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. I, I know what a gaffer is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I just think it's funny in the credits. It's like, What's a gaffer? gaffer? What's a gaffer? What's a gaffer? Um, and, it, you know, and especially on any of these farces, when they throw in unexpected actors... Airplane is one of those. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Cleaver. Yes. And Excuse she, me. I speak jive. Yes. And she's so not Mrs. Cleaver yeah. in there. Um, well, I, I think that's why they started using Leslie Nielsen, because originally he was a he was a, a serious guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, oh. no, okay. that's just Thor getting up. He's okay. decided to move spots. Okay. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> um, oh, God. I love this movie too. It's a science fiction movie from the fifties. It was the best one they did in fifty seven. The with Leslie Nielsen? Yes. Uh the day the earth stood still? No. Is he in that? No. Uh, I know what you're talking about because I can see him um, oh, um Forbidden Planet. Thank you. Yeah, I was sorry. I could see the poster in my head. Um I love that the jumpsuits they were wearing yes. with the little belt. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Forbidden Planet. I have it I have it on laser disc. Wow. Do you even have a laser disc player? Why yes. Oh, As a matter okay. of fact I do. <laughs> It's great to have a laser disc. If you don't have a player, it's yes. It, for some reason that in my, will laugh. In my TARDIS or my rumpus room, which is basically like a woodshed in the back of my in the back of my house, complete, I have one set up. Complete tangent, not related to the subject at all. Mm-hmm. William on Thursday. Yes. I don't even remember what it said what he said. What it said, what it said, what he said. Hooba. Um, we did what now? And I'm not going to repeat it because I think I remember the context of it. But whatever it was now he's laughing. made him laugh so hard he couldn't see straight. <laughs> he was, I mean, he was keeled over. There were tears. And it was something he said. <laughs> he cracked himself yes. up. Yes. God, I love it when that happens. Oh, that's right. It was the iPods. Yes. Yes, it, I, he, I I do know what it was now. All right, I'll say it. So, so he has a pair of iPods. I have a pair of iPod Pros, and mm-hmm. I was just kind of looking at them, and I'm like, eh, I don't really see the difference. And he goes, Oh, that's because yours is bigger and longer, or shorter, shorter and fatter, or shorter and thicker. And he realized the the terrible context of that. Shorter and thicker. And and it just it bowled him over. So. <laughs> Tickled himself on his own saying. <laughs> he's, he's already laughing now. So, 
so sorry. Back to the. You know, uh, it's fine. It's actually kind of farcical. I kind of enjoy it. Right. Shorter and thicker. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the all all of those farces are. <laughs> wow. Well. Okay. He, he can't I stop think, laughing now. Because <laughs> I think he just thought about it, and now he's tickled himself. Oh my god, again. he's crying. <laughs> He can't compose himself now. <laughs> and we didn't do this. No, he didn't. <laughs> he had to stick his head in his shirt. <laughs> he was take laughing. his glasses off. Oh, God. Oh. William, I don't think you can watch The Hangover. I don't think you can take it. <laughs> you all right? You sure? Okay. Sorry. Please okay. continue. No, no. I was just going to say, that's, that's, this is kind of what we're talking about, right? I mean, it's – so usually farces are kind of body in nature too. Um, there's generally a, a – I don't want to say necessarily a sexual content, but definitely a, a risque content to them, um, which is I think what made them so popular in the 80s because mm-hmm. it was kind of – you know, it was, it was titillating. But you know, might not necessarily be dirty. But you know, sometimes it was. Oh my God, he can't control himself. <laughs> it was the word titillating. I think so. Did you really just laugh at the word titillating? You are a child. Titillating. You're a child. <laughs> William's not going to make it to the end of today. <laughs> Goofy. Uh, You're the idiot today. <laughs> Hello. Uh, no, not necessarily dirty, but yeah. you, you know, I mean, what's dirty? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but the. <laughs> oh no! Don't don't you dare stop that recording! Don't you dare! This stays in. You can't control yourself today. We may have to cut this down a little bit, but some of this has got to stay in. Not a chance this gets cut down. He can't control himself. <laughs> Titillating. Oh, I almost wish this was on YouTube. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, all right. You okay? You You're good? Right. Do you need a glass of water? Here, let me make this worse. Come quat. <laughs> <laughs> It's always one that tears up Zig. It's a funny word. We all have tears in our eyes. That's oh my just God. that's just hysterical. <laughs> so yeah, not necessarily dirty, but yeah. it, but it, but it was always you know, their their sexual undertones, um, you know, uh so, somebody generally hears something wrong. Yeah. Like an episode of Three's Company, only better. Like every episode of Three's exactly. Company. I, 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 okay, I am not a fan. Um, I was when I was younger. I think I knew that you weren't a fan. I was a fan of yeah. Three's Company. Because it's, yeah, it's the same episode every time. And it's, the first time you see it, it's funny. But now it's like, oh, God. I, I, I am shocked. I want to know how much time has been going on that he has been unable to stop laughing. I can't believe <laughs> I this. So, you know, his I'm so head, glad we're doing this on a comedy episode. His head is in his shirt. Uh-huh. I mean, this this is. Oh my god! I, I, I have to. I have to take a picture. Yeah, that's going. That's that's definitely going. 
I'm gonna take this one. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, this is great. Oh, that's absolute greatness. Hysterical. I can't believe you. <laughs> you you have added in five minutes of laughing into yes. the, into this episode. It, it into a comedy episode. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's just it's like mining for gold. It, hey, gonna, there's gold. I'm going to guarantee right now somebody is listening to this episode and they got to this point and they're sitting there going, "What in the fuck <laughs> is wrong with them?" And I so, don't know. And so somebody has either decided to continue on or they have dumped out now. Yes. Hopefully uh, they're laughing along with us. Maybe. That's the plan. Although I'm not sure that I explained it well enough, I'm sure some people that are listening to it are going, those are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> idiots. I guess that's the goal of our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, so not necessarily dirty. The the, the 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 hearing things the wrong way. Yes. The threes company, as you talked yes. about. Yes. Um, I I I like threes company. I like John Ritter. John uh, Ritter is very funny. Yeah. John John Ritter is very and and honestly, um, John Ritter is also good in serious roles. Oh yeah. Was. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, Physically, as physical comedy, he is—he's up there with like Buster Keaton, and, oh, yeah. and I don't think people give him nearly so enough enough credit for. Well, you're probably sniffling because you've been laughing so much. Uh, allergies still. But yeah, I don't think people give him enough credit for what he did. I mean, it's been raining for thirty days. Yes, yes. Um, but yes, anyway. we're gonna have to build arcs. Yeah. Um. <laughs> back in our podcast way back machine yes um yes if you're listening on august 29th it's hot yeah ritter was up there with the physical comedy um with dick van dyke dick van dyke also great physical comedian yes uh i was a huge fan of the dick van dyke show Mm -hmm. uh i you know i got to watch them all in reruns when it was on channel 39 in the afternoons i had dick van dyke and i dream a genie and green acres and um uh what was the other comedy that was on i don't know all the old stuff from yeah. the 50s and 60s that i loved oh 39 39 was also the same place that shows star trek twice a day uh-huh. and and in the early 80s they were actually the first place in the metroplex to show doctor who not many people know that they showed it for about a year year and a half i, I think you mentioned yeah, that like little half hour episodes and so you had to watch them sequentially. The only time I watched it was on was on thirteen on PBS. Yeah, when they when they yeah, eventually it went to our channel thirteen but, KERA, yeah. which we will do. We will do an episode on KERA. Um, you know whose dad ran that, right? No, the Wilson brothers. Oh, really? Yes, it was their dad. As a matter of fact, they just did a, a documentary about Luke and Owen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that Luke was in. He was he he talked about it. He was like, you know. Everybody thinks of my dad. Every, all my friends think of my dad as being more famous than me because, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, we went to that. I took Monty Python to that restaurant because this was the first place they came in America huh. was was Kate because we were the first place to show Monty Python. I knew they were from Dallas. I just I didn't know that about yes. their dad. Yes, their dad. And like I said, we will do an episode on him and KERA because KERA, I think, is a, a bellwether of uh, – culture and humor and it shaped who i am definitely 
Yeah, um, you know the 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 big things for me were um, the sci-fi it would show, mm-hmm. um, as well as the British comedies. Yes. You know, I watched Benny Hill and oh, Faulty God. Towers, uh, Good Neighbors, Good Neighbors, um, and the other one that she was in um, by herself. Uh, you know who I'm talking about? Ken Kendall. The, the lady we've actually oh, yeah, yeah. heard an episode yeah. um felicity kendall felicity kendall she had a solo show it was called solo was it called solo yeah because she was single she just yeah. split up with her yeah yeah i, I love solo I oh yeah I, I had a crush on her yeah well um, who didn't right um and then uh are you being served oh yeah um Monty Python was on PBS, you know, all those, I, that, that was a, those were Sunday night staples for a yes. Saturday night, whatever it was. Uh, those were staples for me to watch as a kid because I just loved that type of humor. And yeah. a lot of that is very farce. Yes. Yes, it is. A lot of it is. Yes. Uh, especially Monty Python. And- yes. Oh my God. The funniest thing, the funniest thing visually I have ever seen. And it makes me laugh every time I see it is the fish slapping dance. It is like 30 seconds. Not sure I'm familiar with it. So I'm going to put up a link one. to a video of the yeah, fish slapping dance because it's just funny. It's, it, it, it is, and I can't tell you why it's funny. Usually I can't, you know, because I studied this when I was young. I can't tell you why it's funny. To me, the, just, argument ske- the argument the sketch, argument sketch is the funniest one to me. I, I think that one is just absolutely hysterical. John Cleese is John Cleese is very funny. John man. Cleese is is another one of those, you know, very in in, in farces. Yes, um, and he's great. He's, he's such really a good great actor, mm-hmm. um, uh, and he can do serious too. We, we we don't think of it a lot, but he can do serious. He just chooses not to. Yeah. Um. So. I, I wouldn't say this role was overly serious, but when he played the sheriff in Silverado, Silverado, yeah, you know, it was today. Our today, today my, ter- my my jurisdiction ends, ends here. here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, it's so a little bit of comedy, but that mm-hmm. was you know that was supposed to be kind of yeah. a serious role. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's he's very well known for for his farces. Mm-hmm. Um. Was fish called Wanda? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm trying to think. We're Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run is a farce. I didn't yes. even think about that. Okay. Well, because I was trying to think, was Smoking the Bandit a farce? Not really. But Cannonball Run and one and two, yes. those were farces. I, think about the physical comedy. Yeah, in that. yeah. I just, I, I, okay. So there was a movie out before that called The Gumball Rally. Mm-hmm. I like The Gumball Rally better than Cannonball Run. I'll have to check that out because I, I loved Cannonball Run. Uh, the thing I liked about those movies especially was the bloopers at the end. And yes. you saw just how they cracked themselves yes. up. Um, I guess I guess then the end was a farce. Very physical comedy. Uh, uh, oh, Burt Reynolds, Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. DeLuise and, yeah. uh, and Sally Field. And Sally Field, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty funny. Saw that one in the movie theaters. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Stir Crazy saw that in the movie theater. Oh, Stir Crazy was definitely a farce. That's one of my favorites too. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, Stir, yeah. Gene Wilder, Gene, Gene Wilder, and Richard Pryor working together is if the writing is good, it is, it is exceptional. Right. Um, if I want to say they did a couple in the late eighties that I was not as big a fan of. Yeah. But um, hear no evil, see no evil. 
was okay. Yeah, that's it the one that was just okay. Yeah. But there was another one that they did, and I cannot remember the name of it, that was just it was either right before or right after see no evil, hear no evil. Uh-huh. But it hit the sweet spot. It was like stir crazy. It was like, oh, there it is, there it is. And they didn't do any more. Of course, you know, we lost Gene Wilder in in we lose, did, did we lose Richard him and Pryor. Gilda Radner almost at the same time? Or yeah, was she it was a about lot the time earlier? that Gil, Gilda Radner passed away. And then, you know, Gene, Gene Wilder was crushed for several years. So that's, he stopped working. Yeah, I know Richard he Pryor. was, I know he was hard. Oh my God. How did, sorry, as I was trying to look this up, how did we forget Young Frankenstein? Young Frankenstein. Well, we talked about Mel Brooks. Everything in Mel Brooks is, 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 and we talked about some of the littler, uh, the lesser known stuff like the 12 chairs and uh, to be or not to be. Um, another you, because that was a good one. Yeah, another you. That's it. That's the one I'm thinking of. It was it was in the sweet spot. Um, I've gone back and watched Stir Crazy. I always when I saw another you, I thought this is almost as good as Stir Crazy. I went back and watched Stir Crazy again. It is as good as Stir Crazy. Oh God, I Stir Stir Crazy was the very first rated R movie I ever saw. Really, and I saw it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Um. So why was that rated R? Uh, there's nudity in it. Is there? Yeah, remember they go to the strip club. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's it, especially in the '70s. That's automatic R. Yeah. I don't think it's automatic R anymore. But yeah, that's that's automatic. Yeah. In in the '70s, it, at I least forgot it about was the strip club scene. Yep. But yeah, so if that's what made it R, because I say the, I know they went to prison and I hit the microphone. I'm so sorry. Did you hit the microphone? I did. Terrible. Well, I hit the microphone stand. Terrible. But yeah, and Young Frankenstein, how could I forget about that in the, when we talk about farces? Yes, Young One Frankenstein. of the best comedies. Uh, My you know, grandfather's work was doo-doo. Cracks me you know, up every time I, I hear it. I, I kind of hope that... Um, I hope that we have uh, Glenn Bixler as a as a listener uh-huh. when we get to this episode mm-hmm. because he will probably start beating himself upside the head because uh-huh. he hates Young Frankenstein. I don't know why. Okay, so Glenn Bixler is is truly colorblind, right? Like he does not see color at all. He's like a dog. He uh he only sees in like black and white. So I don't know why he would hate it because it's in black and white. He would notice the difference. He just didn't feel. Uh. He, he, he just he just didn't like the movie. He he thought it was ridiculous and he he, he hated it. And it was that was always a big thing with us. Is you know I love it and he hated it. So yeah. you know he'll he'll drive himself crazy on that. But uh, but yeah, Good. that's def that's definitely in the in the farce category. Oh, Bixler, if you're listening, you better be listening. We miss you. I don't I don't know if he will. <laughs> But if he does, he's definitely he's definitely ye- yelling at the uh, at his whatever he's listening on. He's right definitely on. yelling Good. at it because he hated Young Frankenstein. So you know, and his level of hate was insane. Wow. He really did not like it. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? I think we've I think we've covered farce. I think we I, I think we have. I think we, uh, we got this, some we got some funny bits. Well, this yeah. <laughs> think we had uh you know about at least five minutes of william not being able to contain himself yeah. we might have to cut a little bit of that off but i want to keep most of that i want to cover i don't want to cut 
any of it out. I, 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 need, I need people to hear that whole thing <laughs> and sit there and just wonder what in the hell's going on. What are they doing? What are they doing? So, but yeah, I think we, I, I think we definitely beat that to death as, as, as we will. Um, as we do. It's another one of those when, when we're both so familiar with a subject that we can just, we can tail off into these conversations yes. because there are things that, that this is another, this is another category like we've talked about with music that impacted our lives mm-hmm. as we grew up and yes. became adults. These were movies that we all enjoyed together and we watched them together or we talked about them previously. Um, so, you know, this, this is such an impact on both of us. It's just one of those things we could tail off and tail off and tail mm-hmm. off on. So I'm sure we could do that all day, but at some point, uh, somebody's going to go, stop talking now. <laughs> Get to the murder. Well, all right. Since, wait, you, wait, wait. since you insist. Wait, before that, I just want to say, if, if you're listening still, uh, you, you definitely need to check out the full catalog of Mel Brooks. I would start with those lesser-known movies, the Twelve Chairs and the To Be or Not to Be, because they're poignant and beautiful. Again, understand though, when you get into the seventies with him, yeah, very inappropriate, and people have to understand that. Yeah, that's how the seventies were. Yes. W- William and I have actually had this conversation before. Yeah. Um, well, that- okay, so like in Blazing Saddle. The word that bothers everybody in that film, they were trying to they were trying to demystify that. That was the point. Oh yeah, no, no, wrote it. No, absolutely. I know that. It's just you couldn't. You don't hear that anymore. Well, you couldn't remake Blazing Saddles. Oh God, no. You couldn't do it. There's a lot of his stuff you couldn't remake Uh today because in today of cancel culture, Mm -hmm. oh, it, it wouldn't even be tolerated. So so understand if somebody out there has not seen the any yes. of these movies and they're going to yeah. understand it was a very different era yeah. where that type of comedy was common. Yes. And, Richard and, Pryor himself engaged in it. Uh Richard Pryor wrote Blazing Saddles. He was a writer. Yes. I don't think he fully he he was a writer. Yes, on he it. was yeah. he was one of the writers and he was the one that suggested Cleavon Little. Yeah. Uh to do it because he was like Cleavon Little can get away with doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can. No, Richard Pryor could not. So, yeah. so but anyway, you've been forewarned. Yes. If you, you know. Yes. Uh, Screwball Hotel, if nothing else, my Fort Worth people, because Charles Ballinger is in it and he is, uh, he is a treasure of ours and you should see it just to see him. Um, airplane, uh, top secret, definitely. And, uh, hot dog, the movie better off dead. Uh, one crazy summer. Yeah. Check all of those out. Yeah. Take your time. Enjoy them. A whole bunch of those are on the list. I've given you William. Yes. A whole bunch of them. You've, you've got to, you, 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 you have to see them. Oh, okay. So before we quit, are we quitting? Are we done? No, no, no. But but before, before we move on to the mirror, um, I just want to get your take. I always liked one crazy summer better than better off dead, which were, where were you? No question. What better off dead? No question. I, I I was curious. I just wanted to know. That's it. Yeah. No. Uh, Better off dead. Um, Better off dead came out during a very transitional time in my teenage years, okay. where I was becoming slowly becoming who I would be, uh-huh. and I was 
there were there was a lot of heartbreak for me during this time. It was some uh, of my favorite music. Um, I had a great group of friends, and uh, you know, I, I just it's a very it's a very important t- period in my life. So better, you know, because one crazy summer came out like a year after yes. or two years after Better Off. Yeah, Dead. I don't think so. They were eighty five and eighty six. I think you're right. Yeah, um, Better Off Dead was just. That's that, that that just tugs at me because of that time in my life. So Better Off Dead. I like One Crazy Summer. I did not think it was as good as Better okay. Off Dead. Yeah, I, 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 most people are are basically that way, and I think it I think it may break down by age because I'm two years younger than you. Right. Yeah. Could be. That may be it. Okay. No, that great. was it. Great question. Love it. All right. So for the murder side of our podcast, um, with this being the thirteenth episode. I decided to go on a murder story that may have been the inspiration for Friday the 13th. <gasps> what? Yes. What? I love Friday the 13th. Yes. Okay. And there's uh, there's theories out there that this inspired it. Okay. Uh, this is the Lake Bodum the Lake Bodum murders. Okay. Um so on June 4th, 1960, uh, June 4th my anniversary. Uh, June 4th, 1960, Nils, this is another one of those that the names I'm just going to trip all over. Uh, it's okay. They're, they're, just, we'll they're terrible as far as I'm terrible as far as this, uh, June 4th, 1960, Nils Gustafsson. Okay. Uh, 18 years old. Seppo Boisman, 18 years old. His girlfriend, Anja Maki, 15. And Nils's girlfriend, Malia Bjorkland, okay, also fifteen, uh, went camping on the shores of Lake Bodum in Espoo, Finland. Okay, uh, they only the uh, excuse me, they only had one tent. They began a night of socializing and drinking mm-hmm. uh, before retiring to the tent for the night. Right on. Somewhere between four a.m. and three a.m., three of the teams would wind up dead. What? Uh, that morning around the, the next morning, <laughs> right? <I'm> sorry. <laughs> the next morning around 6 a.m., there were two boys that were hiking through the area on a bird watching expedition. Okay. Uh, they saw the tent from a distance, but they couldn't see many details other than that the tent had been torn and slashed. Okay. Uh, they also saw a man with blonde hair walking nearby away from the campsite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they continued on without thinking much about the scene. Yeah. Interesting. Later that same morning, uh, about 11 a.m., a local carpenter named Risto Siren, although one site, one site said his name was actually translated to Esko Johansson. From Risto Siren to Esko Johansson. Well, okay. I, it could be that, 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 uh, cause you got, uh, Finnish, Swedish, and, uh, Sami. Yeah. So it could be that it's, it was his name was one. It's pronounced one way in one language. Uh, and, yeah, that makes sense. Another way in another language. So, because those are the main areas. I'm sorry, it's my geography brain. Just no, please. I I I love that because I don't know geography for shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> geography and math not my strong suits. That's okay. I think we're. I think we can cover it all the way around now. <laughs> so Risto and his son uh, were out swimming, and they actually passed by the tent close enough to see what happened. Oh, oh! I hate the little kid. Had to see that. Oh, uh, another man, Sigurd Volasma, also happened upon the scene, and he ran off to call the police. 
Um, Risto and his son actually went a whole different direction to call the police, so running mm-hmm. in opposite direction. Okay. Uh, what they saw was outside the tent uh, lay Nils and Malia, bloodied and battered. Uh-huh. Uh, the police arrived around noon and they found Seppo and Anja inside the tent with knife gashes and injuries consistent with being bludgeoned. So pretty, pretty bludgeoned and stabbed. Uh Wow. Malia, Anja and Seppo were dead. Uh, Mm -hmm. Malia was found undressed from the waist down and lying on top of the tent. Okay. Uh, she suffered the most injuries out of all the victims. Okay. Uh, she had clearly been stabbed even after death. Uh, she'd been Ugh. stabbed 15 times to the neck and face, bludgeoned, and had defensive wounds on her arm. I hate hearing that, defensive wounds. Because, that means she knew it was coming. Well, not that she knew something was coming, but that means someone lived through being stabbed. Yeah. You know, it's just horrifying to think about that as, as someone is stabbing you over and over. You're fighting it off, and you're getting additional cuts when you're trying. It's just it's horrifying oh, to me, God. defensive yeah. wounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nils, however, was alive. Still alive, but he was injured. Um, He was in pretty bad shape, according to the police. He had a broken jaw, several broken facial bones, bruises, and a concussion. Uh, The wound to his face was so deep that medical staff could see his teeth through the hole. Oh, wow. So I'm assuming that person thought they killed him as well. Maybe it's good speculation. Yeah. Uh, police did ask Nils what happened, and all he could remember was seeing a shadowy figure dressed in black with bright red eyes who viciously attacked the group. Huh. So we have a supernatural being here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the kids' motorbikes were still there. Friday but the, the 13th noises. Yeah, in case you haven't seen Friday the 13th. Uh, the kids' motorbikes were still there, but the keys were missing. Uh, Nils' shoes were also missing, but were found along uh, with parts of his clothing about a half mile from the campsite. And Malia's journal was recovered from the tent. The only thing she wrote was, fifth day of camping at Lake Bodum, Seppi and Nisi, I assume that's Seppo and Nils, uh, were drunk. Up at 2 a.m., Seppi was fishing. That's the only thing she wrote about what oh, was yeah. going on. This is what was going on. Uh, the teams had seemingly been knifed and clubbed while they were still in the tent. Uh, the killer slashed through the tent to stab them. Uh, wow. And the tent ropes were cut, collapsing the tent on top of the team. So, they, you know, the ropes were cut, and then whoever did this stabbed through the tent. Oh, my God. Uh, there were bloodstained shoe prints uh, at and leading away from the crime scene, matching the soles of Nils' shoes. Uh, Nils was not considered a person of interest during the original investigation. Okay. Uh, there was a pillowcase found next to the tent wrapped up and tied with an elastic, with an elastic band. And blood and semen were found on the pillowcase. Uh, the blood couldn't be matched to a single person, uh, as it, so it may have been a mix of multiple victims. And the semen couldn't be matched to either boy. Okay. Uh, the police, this is the early 60s, right? So all they're doing mm-hmm. is blood typing? Right. Okay. Um, the police did not secure the scene. This is a this was a bad thing, and they actually invited. <sighs> Thank you, Barney Fife. Yeah, because they invited search parties to come look for clues, and the crime scene became really disturbed. Made it really harder to look for any more evidence. I, 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 we see this. Yeah, uh, you know, as we've talked about this a yeah, lot. Yeah. Uh, they also did not take official recordings of any findings. They didn't cordon off the area. 
after police left, onlookers all but destroyed the murder scene. Uh, police then enlisted help of soldiers to search for missing items, which further trampled the site. No more evidence was found. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there were no arrests that were made, but there were suspects. They interviewed 4,000 people. Wow. Only three had significant information. 4,000 people. 4,000. Okay. Three. Finland is not a heavily populated country to begin with. You know, there aren't a lot of fins. There aren't a lot of sabies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, I bet their population is less than Texas. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's not big. It's mm. not a big country. Yeah, I think Sweden's got more people. Norway's got more people. But Again, yeah, I think Finland geogra- is... My geography sucks. Well, I mean, it's... Um, okay. It playing an Axis and Allies. Karelia. Right. That's Finland. Right. No, no. Nobody I, lives I, know, I, know, I know where it is. Yeah. Nobody lives up that far north. I know where it is because of Axis and Allies. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I know where a lot of Europe is. Um, so, yeah. So, they only had three with significant information. There was a woman who lived on the west bank of the lake. She saw two young men fishing around 4 a.m., but they okay. weren't positively identified. Okay. But that could have been in her diary. She said the boys were up at 2 a.m. Exactly. And yeah. Nils said that he, he claimed he, he remembered where he and Seppo fished. Mm-hmm. But doesn't believe that the that those two were he and Seppo. Okay. So two other boys. Okay. All right, here we go. Kalevi Hopalinen. Kalevi Hopalinen. Kalevi. Kalevi. We'll go with that. Kalevi. And Heike Salonen. I can't do either one of those. I know, right? That's what I said. This <laughs> those two dudes. This is ones I'm going to trip over. Uh, They said they heard loud noises, which could have been cries for help. Mm -hmm. They went towards the cries, which led them near the tent, and they saw a blonde man walking away from the scene. Okay. And they also saw a pair of legs on the collapsed tent, but there's no report on if they called police or not, so we don't know. Okay. Um, And then Olavi Kivilati. Okay. I can't do these names. Uh, was fishing west of the campsite. He never heard any cries for help. He did see... <laughs> oh, that's funny. I did a misspelling here. Uh, this is supposed to be he did see a blonde man, but I said he did see a bland man. A bland man. No, he did well, see... Well, okay. A, and here's another thing. We're also talking about Scandinavia. Blonde man is not that uncommon. Right. <laughs> um, but he said he did see a blonde man walking south from the crime scene crime scene and managed to give a decent description he said the man was 20 to 30 years old around 58 regular build with light hair wearing trousers and a light shirt or jacket so that's the only description okay. full description we have so that's so takes- so so joe blow in uh, every town in finland thank you yeah. okay thank you okay i'm with you all right please continue uh that's going to take us to the suspects okay. so we have a few uh carl Gilstrom. Okay. Uh, he ran a kiosk business near the campground. This guy's funny. He, re- he he was reputed to be an extremely irate man who often took issues with campers. All I could, the, the more I read about Carl, all I could hear is, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> that's all I could hear with that. Of course, that's me now. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> you keep messing up the campsite. Dude, we're just camping. Right. You don't want anybody here. You're right. I don't. Well, I, I mean, he, he considers himself to be a caretaker of uh, that area of the lake, and he just thought that 
people were just messing it up. Uh, he would often cut tent stakes okay. uh, out of spite and even throw rocks at visitors if he was in a particularly bad mood. Okay. Uh, some believe Carl simply snapped and brutally assaulted the kids. Okay. Uh, some even claimed that they saw Carl leaving the murder scene but were too afraid of Carl to call the police. Is Carl a medium-built blonde man? Uh, didn't say. Okay. Again, he was known to cut uh, tent stakes of tents he didn't want on the land. Okay. Uh, he also mysteriously filled in a well on his property days after the murder. Uh, to make matters worse, in 1969, he died by drowning himself in said lake. Okay. Uh, however, according to his wife, he had been in bed with her on the night of the attack. Um, and his drowning made taking DNA evidence off him impossible. Okay. So. Well, and, you know, he lived on a lake. It is dis- it's distinctly possible that he could have just drowned. Yeah. Uh, usually, when, usually when people drowned in lakes and stuff, are people who are familiar with them because they, they think, oh, I don't need a life jacket. And right. That's when they, they drowned. That's when they get into trouble. Uh, next, we have Polly Luoma. And Polly was said to be in the vicinity of the campsite the night of the murders. Uh, while he was in jail on other charges, he confessed to the murders. Okay, so we get this a lot. People mm-hmm. go to jail and they confess to murders because they're trying to it's jailhouse confessions. They're trying to make themselves seem more dangerous than they are. Yeah. So you know we sometimes see that. So he he did confess to the murders, but it was confirmed on the night of the tax. Uh, he was in another town, so the police dismissed it as jailhouse bragging. Okay. Next we have Pinty Soinenin. Okay. Uh, Pinty was convicted of a number of violent crimes as well as property crimes while he was in committed in, in, in while he was in prison. He admitted to committing the murders. Uh-huh. Uh, police also thought this was jailhouse bragging, uh, but he hung himself in 1969 at a prisoner transport station, so his guilt or innocence will never be known. Okay. And the last one, I saved this for last. Get ready for William to laugh again because this this is unfortunate. Hans Assman. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hans Ass. Are we sure it's pronounced that way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Hans, Hans Assman. A S S M A N N. Assman. Assman. Hans was rumored to be a former KGB spy and okay. Nazi who lived near the shores of Lake Bodom. Whoa, 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 whoa. He was a Nazi. And a Soviet and a KGB spy. Remember, go back to Hinterkaifeck. There was rumors oh, yeah. that uh, that uh, the Vic- German Victor Victor was that his name? Carl? Maybe his name was Carl too. Carl. <laughs> I don't remember, but yeah, you know, he was uh, he was a German, and then you yeah. know went to a Soviet. Went to Soviet. Yeah. yeah, so you know, this guy was a KGB spy and former Nazi. Okay. All right. I, I know it sounds weird, but yeah, you know, hey, you know what? It, some some people will go wherever the wind blows. Right. Um, he was a recluse and suspected in several murders, but no accusations stuck. There is a ton of information out there about him and murders, uh, various murders, but he was never convicted of anything. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I could, I could almost do a whole segment just on him and the various things that he was, Ass-man. that he was convicted of ass man, ass man. Yeah, the unfortunately named ass man uh, arrived to Helsinki Surgical Hospital soon after the murders, and a physician named Jorma Palo 
insisted that Hans came into the hospital with dirt under his fingernails and blood on his clothes. Okay. Uh, hospital staff also said that Hans was very nervous and aggressive. Okay. Um, there is a striking similarity of Hans to police sketches that were taken from witnesses who said they saw a blonde man. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when police looked into this, they found Hans had a credible alibi. Uh-huh. Um, on his deathbed in 1997, he was being interviewed by a journalist for a book. Uh, the journalist did ask Assman directly about the Lake Bodum, Bodum murders, and he said, I suppose you expect me to tell about those tent and knife things. I have to disappoint you. I will not speak about the details. I will not admit or deny things. Okay. So we don't know. Thanks, Hans. Yeah. Um, the murders have actually sat unsolved for decades. Wow. Um, however, in 2004, there was a fresh look. Oh, Okay. DNA testing has improved. Yes. And uh, Finland's National Bureau of Investigation decided to take a fresh look at Nils's shoes. Okay. Remember one of the, the kid that lived? Yeah. But there um, were bloody shoe prints. Mm-hmm. They wondered how he could have been attacked with the others, but only the other kid's DNA were on his shoes. Uh, they believed that Nils had committed the murders himself, then discarded the shoes before somehow assaulting himself to make it look like he'd been maimed by a third party. How the hell did he hit himself so hard to make right. Paul look at him first? That, mean, that's what I thought, too. I thought that was interesting. I mean, unless he just, like, jumped jumped on something, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you know, and, and and you think about it, they said that he had a hole in the side of his face so deep that you could see the teeth. Yeah. Could you imagine doing that to yourself? But then again, if he just brutally murdered three of his friends, yeah, maybe it's capable. Yeah, you know, could I, be, could be. I, I'm not going to say it's he is. Well, you know the the guy that was uh, stuck in the rock that sawed sawed his own arm off. I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, yeah. the guy that was trapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, he had to yeah. saw his own arm off. I mean, yeah, if it's going to save you. It's the whole plot line of Saw. Yes. <laughs> uh, police theorized that Nils could have been compelled to murder out of jealousy. Uh, someone that was staying at a nearby campsite testified in court that she saw Nils and Seppo arguing and that Nils appear, appeared heavily inebriated. Mm-hmm. Uh, they suspected that possibly Malia rejected Nils' advances or uh-huh. that Seppo was making a pass at her. Okay. Uh, they said this would explain why Malia has been had been stabbed with more frequency than the others. Again, passion murder. You okay. know, it's it, 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 she was obviously much more brutally uh, stabbed and, and killed uh, than the others. So that's okay. where they talk about that. Uh, they hypothesized that Nils had been exiled from the tent, possibly after a fist fight with Seppo, which left Nils with the fractured jaw. Oh yeah. Uh, they then believed he returned in rage, swinging the knife through the tent until his friends were dead. He then inflicted his other wounds upon himself, trying to hide his shoes and stage the rest of the crime scene. Okay. So authorities believe this enough. They were actually able to bring charges against Nils. Okay. Uh, Nils's lawyer, Rita Lepenimimi. I'm so bad at this. You're just not good with Finnish. That's what it I'm is. I'm so bad at this. Maybe I should take a course in Finnish. Finnish. Um, his lawyer argued that Nils's blood had been inside the tent and that being pummeled by Zeppo to the point of a broken jaw would have left him in no condition to violently murder three people. Fair point. Yep. 
She also criticized the eyewitness testimony of the other camper, staying, saying she had stayed silent for 45 years with no reason and couldn't remember key details. Yeah. yeah. Uh, during the trial in 2005, a police officer named Marco Tuominen okay. <laughs> claimed Nils was candid after his arrest, saying, what's done is done. Uh, however, Nils did stick to the same story he'd been telling for decades. He couldn't remember anything other than going fishing with Seppo mm -hmm. uh, and that there was no argument. Yeah. Uh, the court actually ultimately found there was sufficient evidence, uh, ultimately, ultimately found there was insufficient evidence to convict Nils and he was freed. Okay. So, oh, okay. go ahead. I've got, a, I've got an idea. Sure. Is it possible... And, and, and I think I know the answer to this, but I just I want to get it out because it's kind of turned into my brain. Is it possible that he could have committed the murders, realized he needed to do something to himself, hit himself in the head again so bad that he actually can't remember it? Do you think that's possible? That was actually theorized. There were people that theorized exactly that. That he that. did it. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, God, I got I to gotta hit myself. And he hit himself so hard that it that he— he erased the memory. Yep. I'm actually about to get to that point, I am so too. sorry. No, no, that's great. <laughs> I mean, because I thought that exact same thing. So, you know, over 60 years have passed now, yeah. and there's no further answers. No. Um, I'm the, assuming Nils is dead by now. No. Oh, okay. No. Right. Um, remember, his trial was only 2005. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but this happened in the early 60s. It, mm -hmm. uh, he was, what, 15? I don't think he is. I think I, think I read that he was He's, still alive. Okay. All right. Um, the crime is actually still a part of Finnish folklore. Okay. There's a heavy metal band, uh, that named themselves children of Lake Bodum. Okay. And they even released a beer made of water from the lake. Wow. <laughs> uh, some have claimed that Nils like That is not very tasteful. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I want to try it now. <laughs> uh, some have claimed that Nils lack of memory is an inadvert is an advertent confession. Uh, -huh. uh, if he couldn't remember what happened, how did he know he didn't do it? Uh, -huh. uh, another question is the relationship of the shoes to the campsite. If he took them off to sleep, why not place them near the tent? Why are they so far away? Okay. Cause remember they were like a half mile away. Yeah. Um, yeah, they said there were clothes that were uh, clothes and shoes that were like a half mile away, which mm -hmm. I thought, yeah. why would they take clothes and shoes? Exactly. Um, who was the blonde man? The boys saw walking away from the scene. Yeah. Uh, ass man was blonde. Mm -hmm. uh, nowhere does it say what Nils's hair color was at the time, but pictures from his trial showed him with with brown hair. I saw pictures of. Okay. It. So you know, don't know about about that. Um, why wasn't there a blood trail leading away from the campsite to wherever the knife had been deposited or hidden? Okay. Um, the only certainty we have is that to this day, someone was successful in killing three people at Lake Bodum. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was some supernatural being with glowing red eyes. Uh-huh. And that's the story of the Lake Bodum murders. Well, thank you. That's very interesting. And I could totally see where they got Friday the 13th from that. <laughs> I figured it was perfect. When, yeah. I, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to be episode yeah. 13 right there you know, for killing sure. young people around a lake that are engaged in drinking and sexing. sexing. S -s drinking and sexing? <laughs> drinking and sexing. <laughs> oh, my God. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great.
Great times. Good times. I had fun today. Yeah, me too. That was really, really good. I thoroughly enjoyed the the farce. I you know, I actually asked for that that we, yeah. we do a we do a thing about comedies and everything. Yeah, well, so. hangover specifically. They're like, well, okay, what kind of comedy is hangover? It's like, oh, it's a farce. Oh, we could talk about farces for an hour. Yeah. Uh, I think we could have gone longer than yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but, but good times. I, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. Well, thank you for the Friday the 13th murder. This is very interesting. Good. I didn't realize that sort of thing happened in Finland, but I guess it does. That's not the first Finnish one I've covered. I don't think, I think I've covered it or was that was Danish. That was Denmark. I don't know geography. That's okay. <laughs> they're, they're they're close together. Well, sort of. Yeah. Give me an axis and analyze map. I'll tell you. Yeah, map, yeah, I'll okay, tell you yeah. where things are. You know what? We'll 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 pull that out. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Great, good times. So, um, yeah, that's the that's the end of episode thirteen. Uh, thirteen in the books. Woohoo! Um, as always, you can find us on our website at nerderymurdery.com. Uh, there you can find links to our social media, yes, uh, as well as our emails. And please do reach out if mm-hmm. there are subjects that you would like us to cover. Yes, uh, we're more than happy to do so. Yes, depend on how many come in, how many we could do, but but yeah. we definitely want to hear from people. Want to hear your comments on the show itself now that we're out there and live. I know that uh, if you're still listening, you're 13 episodes in and I'm still imploring you to listen. So, but for us, it's fresh and new because we're live now today. Um, so, so yeah, so please do reach out. Uh, we, you can find us on all, uh, like I said, the pretty, pretty much most of your major plot, Plod, podcast, podcast platform, blah, 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 and at our website, you can link directly at our website. Nerd yeah, our website also has our show notes mm-hmm. um, for our shows as we release episode one again that mm-hmm. went out today. Yes, has links our, has our links, uh, some pictures on there as well. We'll be updating that as we go along. Oh yeah, definitely look at the the pictures of episode one. You can you can see what I was talking about about how. One album looks really great, and the other album looks like crap. Well, hopefully by now at episode 13, somebody has gone and looked at that. So, yeah, yeah, so. Again, again, for us, it's a little strange because yeah. you know, we're, we're way back in the past, and anybody that's still with us at episode 13, they're well beyond well that. Well beyond that, yeah. So, okay, so maybe I need enough. to stop talking that way. Um, but yeah, so with that. I've been Zig with your nerdery. And I've been Jeffrey with your murdery. Cue the music.